Shallowy driving it toward the back post for Zussi, who puts it back across, and Shelton slots it home! Zussi can have a hit from here, he does, and Graham Zussi re-elect! Graham Zussi! Shallowy knocks it in! The Hungarian assassin has given Sporting KC the lead! It's Russell! This is the Sporting KC Show on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Presented by Michelob Ultra. Enjoy a Michelob Ultra today. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. And by Casey's own CBD American Shaman. Score yourself free samples of great all-natural CBD products at a CBD American Shaman near you. CBD American Shaman. Everything is better with the feather. Now your host, Nate Bucati. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Sporting Kansas City Show on your home for SKC Soccer, Sports Radio 810, WHB, and wherever you get your podcasts and wherever you stream your video content, we are presented by Michelob Ultra. To my left is Ali Trost-Martin. To my right is Connell McCourt uh, in today. You ready to come in off the bench as always, ready to bang in a couple of goals for us and yes, all man. that. You good? Yeah, I was stretching before he's came in, you yep. know, getting nice and loose. Mm-hmm. I'm playing right wing this week here. You're in the middle again, mm-hmm. Ali on the left. So mm-hmm. I'm facilitating. Ready. I'm facilitating. Ali, how are you today? I'm doing well. No complaints. We uh, got to celebrate a win. You we know, got to celebrate a win. And, uh, you know, selfishly, I really enjoy and have missed doing post-game interviews after a win. There's a lot in and a win where there were four incredible goals to talk about. So that yeah. uh, that made it a lot of fun for, I think, everybody. Isn't it funny how much better we all are at our jobs when everything when, when, when the team <laughs> wins? It's, it's silly how that works. We uh, are statistician during the broadcasts, a job that Connell McCourt once did. Uh, Blake Ernie uh, has been giving me terrible stats over the past five home games, and I've been <laughs> chewing them out afterwards. I'm like, I hate all of these statistics. They're terrible. <laughs> And then this game, I said, you did so much better, Blake. You gave me all these wonderful stats about having a multi-goal lead at halftime and all this other stuff. You were asking better questions after the game. It's just it's just all good. So let's get to it. Coming up on the show, we're going to talk about one of the heroes of that win against the L.A. Galaxy, Eric Tommy. What a goal. Get online and vote for Goal of the Week at MLSsoccer.com. He's going to join us. We're going to have a nice long-form interview with him. I, I plan to ask him about his his childhood in Germany, what made him a soccer player, what made him a soccer fan, how he's fit in, and all those things. So make sure you stay tuned for that. We'll look back on this wonderful 4-2 win against the Galaxy, and we'll look ahead to a big matchup at Austin, uh, one of the great atmospheres in Major League Soccer, and now they've got the soccer to match. Last year they had the atmosphere, but the team wasn't that great. This year they're in second place in the West, and they got the atmosphere. Should be really fun on Saturday, so we'll preview that as well. All right, let's get to it, guys. Sporting Kansas City 4, LA Galaxy 2. They jump out to a 3-0 lead. Ali, your thoughts, your biggest takeaway from this win for Sporting Kansas City? Man, well, that was a lot of fun, for one. It was just a really entertaining game to watch. We haven't seen this this team score multiple goals in a game since last season, and, and so that alone was was really fun. It, it also felt like the team was playing with this renewed energy, and, of course, William Agata and Eric Tommy play a huge part in that. They've really brought the, that fresh perspective, that energy, that hunger. They're not dealing with maybe the weight of the beginning of the season like some of the other guys on the team had been up to this point. But, you know, we got a chance to talk to some of the players and manager Peter Vermees today after training. And, you know, pretty simply, 
they just scored goals. That was the biggest difference. I mean, they've had halves of, of soccer this season. They've had moments in games, uh, really quality moments in games where, hey, it's you got to put the ball in the back of the net and it, it maybe just hasn't fallen their way. And so the difference was is they were just executing at a higher level and man, it's a lot different playing with the 3-0 lead than it is playing down 2-0. And I, and I think you saw that um, and, and how important that was then when the game got very close there towards the end where it was 3-2 and Daniel Shallowy kind of put the icing on the cake with that, uh, as Peter Vermees called it, very opportunistic goal. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, takeaway is just another one would be how important having a a 9 and a 10 like Eric Tommy and William Agata is to – the entire system. I, I think that was very evident as those guys have gotten more acclimated and what they showed on Saturday. So a lot of positives, which is which is a good thing. Yeah, I thought they were super. I mean, they came out of the traps flying at the very start. They made it really difficult for LA Galaxy from the beginning, doing stuff that they haven't really been doing as much of this year. William Magata getting in behind a lot, just making the defenders think. And then, of course, when he's in front of them and his back's the, mm-hmm. to goal, he's so strong at holding, holding up the ball, bringing other players into the game and just bit of explosiveness that we kind of had and as you said racing out the 3-0 lead LA Galaxy were always kind of going to come back at us at that point but going into halftime I think we had 11 shots and they had one and it wasn't even on target mm -hmm. so it was just like it was this year I think we've kind of sometimes we started slow and it's caught us like because as soon as one goal goes in it's been like oh no here we go again type thing but we started quick we were there was like intent with what we were trying to do uh, and Thankfully, as you said, all those things that weren't really going as well, just everything kind of went well this weekend, apart from the penalty, of course. I mean, which everyone kind of yeah. forgets. We could have even won by more. We could have right. won five. But they came out. They set their stall at the very start. This is what we we're going to do. We're going to go at them. They know how they play four four two. Kind of manipulated certain things that they couldn't really react to in time. And thankfully, we started scoring goals again. So Yeah, well, I... You know, another thing when looking at this game, too, is just how and, – and Graham Zussi kind of talked about this a little bit, too, is just, like, how much guys were playing for one another. And, and I can't help but think that being able to get a goal as early as they did just plays a huge part in that. And Peter even touched on, touched on it a little bit today and just how in games where you're not scoring goals, there's this pressure defensively to be perfect. And sometimes when trying to execute – perfection on a set piece or, or in those key defensive moments of the game is almost when you're you're playing less instinctually and are maybe exposing yourself a little bit more. And I think for Sporting to get their first goal of the season within a, the fifth, first 15 minutes of a game, which is a crazy stat, by the way, when we're talking about other positive stats, like that's crazy to think about. I think it just, it, it won, like rewards early on those chances that you're creating like getting the reward for the chances that you're creating just helps give more momentum instead of feeling like that deflated feeling every time you're you're going a goal and you're not seeing the ball go in the back of the net which I feel like has definitely weighed on this team throughout the course of the season so that's a big thing and then how that in turn helps the defense when you're playing with the lead versus when you're playing from a trailing position it, the mentality is, is relieves the pressure really yeah. on them doesn't it and I think you saw a team that wasn't playing with as much of that pressure. It looked like they were playing a little bit more free and fun going forward defensively, combining with one another. The defensive commitment. I mean, that LA team, and you saw it because of how much they had more of the ball in that game. And they were trying to pick out those little spaces. And, and Sporting, I thought, had such a, a strong commitment to closing those spaces down, particularly in the midfield, shifting from left to right and really 
just making it hard for LA to play the way they wanted to play and find those little pockets of space and get Chicharito and, and Jovalich going up top. I mean, they to go into the half and not just limit them to, to one shot, but like not even a shot on target, like you said. I mean, that against a team like LA that has such dangerous attacking threats. I mean, we've seen teams against sporting the season with lesser attacking threats have an easier time finding the back mm-hmm. of the net or finding those dangerous spots on the field. So I just, and, and you know, the two goals that LA got aside, I mean, one of course being a penalty, which, you know, is just a little unlucky with the handball in the box. I mean, I thought for about 80 minutes, they kept that LA team at bay. Well, we, you know, sometimes we can make this game very complicated because it is, it, it can be a very complex game and a beautiful game and all of that. But it also sometimes can just be really simple. And the concept of just scoring a goal, yeah. you know, it just makes such a massive difference in the game. And, you know, really, I don't think that it takes too much rocket science to figure out. Uh, you know, it was, it was interesting. They, you mentioned Graham Zussi, Roger Espinoza spoke to the media on this Tuesday that we're recording this. And so did Peter Vermees, and they were all asked, you know, what did you do so well differently this time? And they all kind of said, we feel like we've played a lot of good halves this year. And I would actually make the argument, my memory, and I'd have to go back and look through every single game, but my memory this year is flooded with games where the team played really well for about 40 minutes. You know, and they were the better team many times for 40 minutes. And then something goes wrong. You make a mistake. You give up a goal, you catch a bad break maybe and give up a goal, or you know you get somebody sent off, whatever, and then it just seems like, well, now we're in serious trouble because we gave it everything we had. We played our butts off. We did the, we executed the game plan, and we're still losing. And now we kind of got to abandon that game plan a little bit. We got to open ourselves up a little bit more. We got to put guys forward, and we have to put guys forward even more so than we normally would because we just aren't scoring goals. That exposes you that much more in the back, and then things unravel in the second half of a game. So on the flip side, when you're playing pretty well, I didn't even actually think Sporting was playing that much better than the Galaxy. It was. It didn't look like, oh, man, Sporting is just by far the better team. It was the game's opening up. We're kind of seeing how it's going. And then all of a sudden, a great ball by Roger to Tommy, who does a great job finding space. One touch, boom, finish. We're winning. Yeah. And everything's great. Everything's great in the world. And now, you know, it just changes the whole game. And obviously, that's what's been missing more than anything. Mm-hmm. I'm not suggesting that if you have Kinda and Polito all year, that you're the first place team in the league, I, because I don't. I do think there's other issues, you know. And it's hard to be the first place team in the league. There's a lot of really good teams in this league, but I do think we're seeing they'd be a competitive team. And now that they have a guy that can play the number ten and be progressive, and and make those runs and finish those chances, and a number nine that's out there doing the things that William Agat is doing. This, this team is capable of going toe-to-toe with good teams in this league and actually winning the games instead of just playing really well but not having anything to show for it. Yeah, it's hard to play for 40 minutes and, and be the better team, have the, the better of the chances, and not put them in the back of the net because as the game progresses, as we've seen so many times this season, it's just it's hard to keep a team, especially this year in MLS, <laughs> and, and where modern-day Major League Soccer is, Saturday, 57 goals were scored. In how many games were played Saturday? Like eight? Eleven? No, I think because it was a full slate, wasn't it? It was like ten, maybe? Okay, so ten games, 57 goals, which was a league high in just the history of of Major League Soccer. So that, I think, says a lot about, too, where this this league is now. Teams score goals. Like, there's so much attacking talent. Like, you have to – it's hard Mm -hmm. to be able to keep a team – 
out of the back of the net for a full 90 minutes. It just is. And it just goes to show you, like, you're never really as far away as you think you are. Like, when it's going bad, it seems like everything's terrible and, oh, we're so far away from this. Or when it's going really good, it just seems like, wow, we are. We're mm -hmm. cooking here with gas. But you bring in two additions, Eric, Tommy and William Magata, both very good players, granted. But it just shows you that small extra bit of quality. That just, I mean, even the run, even Tommy's diagonal run for Roger oh. playing the ball over the top, just certain things that maybe other players wouldn't try or wouldn't do. And just adding that small extra bit of quality in just changes the whole landscape because Tommy does really, really well to take it down and to score the goal. And probably other players wouldn't have been able to do that. But you just add that small extra ingredient. And then also, look, I've harped on it a lot, but you need a bit of luck. You need luck. You need. You just need certain things to go your way and to fall your way. And thankfully, it did on Saturday. We've been used to it falling our way in previous years, just when everything is going well. This year, we haven't really seen as much of it. But you add in a small extra bit of quality, and suddenly it starts looking like it's rosy again. But you know, there is an element to making your own luck too. And I appreciate what you're saying there. But you know, the last game, you look at the Austin game. You get four goal goals brought back for offside. Right. You get a penalty, even though you're down a man. And when things are going poorly. You're not – those are all – that's all a bit of luck. But you still got to capitalize on that luck, right. right? And Sporting Kansas City even had a penalty, as you mentioned, denied in this last game. But they capitalized on their luck. But I think you look at it, it's not just been the finishing this year. It's been the chance creation as well, mm -hmm. right? We could talk shots, but we know that shot not all shots are created equal. If, if all your shots are from 25 yards away with seven defenders in front of you, that's not as good as the opportunities that Tommy and Agata had in that game. So they created – what was the expected goals? We looked at it. It was at it least was about th It was about three. It yeah. was over three on yeah. one of the sites I saw. And so you're creating that kind of goal-scoring opportunities. Now you have to finish them too because we've seen other times when you create the chances and you don't put them away. Mm -hmm. But they did a better job creating chances. They put them away. And then Daniel Shallowy, you know, closes the game out and Sporting get a win. And now we'll see if they can replicate it. It's yeah. going to be hard to do because you're playing against a really good team in Austin on the road. But I think everybody's going to be buoyed by what happened this past weekend and the belief that, hey, we always knew we, we could play with all these guys. And now we know we can score with them, too. And I think it's going to have a knock-on effect for Johnny and Daniel and the other guys. Take a little bit of pressure off everybody. And let's see if they can go play a game and, and really give Austin a hard time coming up this weekend. We'll talk about that Austin game coming up in a little bit. But next, you're going to want to hear this interview with Eric Tommy. We've already found he's such a thoughtful, uh, focused soccer player. We'll find out what kind of guy he is and all that, too, as we come back. This is the Sporting Kansas City Show on your home for SKC Soccer, Sports Radio 810 WHB, presented by Michelob Ultra. You're listening to the Sporting KC Show on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Sporting KC fans take pride in supporting the team both home and away. When flying to away matches to cheer on the team, or anywhere for that matter, check out the Kansas City International Airport's new terminal progress at buildkci.com. And we are back on the Sporting Kansas City Show on your home for SKC Soccer, Sports Radio 810 WHB, wherever you get your podcasts and wherever you stream your video content. We always appreciate you participating however you do, and we hope that you'll subscribe, like it, uh, write a blog about it, tell everybody how wonderful the show is, and especially after you hear this next interview, tell everybody on social media how great it is to listen to our next guest, and we're presented by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it, and our guest 
is a man who might be able to tell us about Bavarian beer. Maybe we'll ask him a question about that or two in a moment. Eric Tommy, midfielder for Sporting Kansas City, who scored what is going to be in the running for goal of the week in Major League Soccer, but there's some stiff competition because there, there were some is. bangers yeah. across the league. So if he doesn't win it, I'm saying this. Had he scored it any other week during the season, hands down goal of the week and, and definitely a, ca- a candidate for goal of the week. This but week. also go vote if you yeah, haven't vote. yet That's because right. we want this guy to win. So. Yeah, absolutely. Eric Tommy joins us. Eric, how are you, man? I'm good. Thank you. How many goals have you scored like that in your career? Oh, I mean, I'm talking say. about a chested volley boom. Maybe it was the, the only one. I don't know. Really? I don't know. You've probably done it a bunch in training and things like that. In training, of course. Yeah, but often, in a game. But, but in the game, yeah, was a little bit dif- difficult. But uh, at the end, uh, you need also a little bit of luck. So. What was going through your mind on that play? Not even just the the moment where you you get the ball, you bring it down, and you put it in the back of the net, but the whole lead up to that. Can you recall like what you were thinking in that moment? In that moment, um, yeah, I saw the space uh, behind the defenders. I saw Roger with a free left foot, and um, yeah. Then, uh, then I have uh, t- uh, take a look to Roger, and uh, he see he saw me uh, fortunately, and uh, yeah, perfect ball. And then uh, you have something that feeling uh, the ball came directly on my chest, and then uh, yeah, I hit the ball perfect at the end. Uh, great for us. Do you, in a moment like that, are you aware of the crowd? And the noise that's being made and the reaction, and if if so, can you tell me what that felt like? Yeah, so you are so focused on on the game, on on every 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 situation in the game. So um, everything what is around you, it's like uh, it, it's disappeared. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's why it's like yeah. But when you score the goal, of course, after that you hear the fans, you have you you see yeah. everything, you feel everything. That's completely different. But before the goal, you're you're quite focused. So after that, what did that feel like when you when you run over to that corner flag and celebrate? It was amazing, of course. Uh, was the first goal, and I think also important goal because the last few uh, games we didn't score, and uh, everyone knew that before. And um, yeah, um, that's why it's like uh, when when you score a goal, it, it doesn't matter who scored the goals. The goals. Um, it was a great feeling, and it was good for the team. Because then uh, you get a little bit more self-confidence on the pitch and um, it feels better. So we're going to have a few different fan questions sprinkled throughout the show. But one of them, because it's relevant to this, and then we can move on and mm. talk about the team and other things. Hint for your next goal celebration. What's a, what's your go-to and what's what's a goal celebration that maybe you've got stored away? With a, with an arrow, you mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, I did it like uh, a few years before the first time. Um, when I was a child, I, I said always uh, to myself, when I when uh, when I'm a football a professional a professional football player, I want to be, m- want to have my own uh, uh, celebration, and uh, yeah, that the celebration describes me like, yeah, arrow like, uh, yeah, I always say like uh, thanks to God because uh, it's it's a pleasure to play football. It's uh, it's not normal. It's it's uh, also we are blessed and um, yeah. I, I I like my fa- my celebration. That's why it, uh, every time when I score, it's like a airbow. Yeah, like in the air. And you like have you kind of compare yourself to an arrow in a way. Is that what you were saying, or or does it just feel like the the right celebration for Eric? Tom? Yeah, it feels like the right celebration. Yeah. Yeah. Don't think too hard about it. Whatever yeah. feels natural, you just go with it. I like that. So 
I actually do see some similarities between you and an arrow with the way you play because you're 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 sleek, you're strong, and you go forward. I direct. mean, you, you're mm. direct when you play, and it's something this team's really needed. Mm. Uh, we'll get to more of that in a second, though, because I want to go back. You said something that that piqued my interest when you said, "When I was a kid." And I said, when I become a professional soccer player, this is going to be my celebration. Uh, I wanted to be a professional athlete when I was a kid. My father made it clear to me that I probably did not have the ability. So then I, I focused on I wanted to be a sports broadcaster. And luckily, I get to do that. And I think about it all the time, how lucky I am to be doing what I wanted since I was a kid. You said it with certainty. When you were a child, did you always know I'm going to be a professional soccer player? I wanted to be. Of course, like every ch uh, child, it's a, it's a dream of every every small kid. And um, yeah, in that case, I have to say thank you, thank you to my parents because they drove me like uh, when I was six, seven years old, like uh, yeah, every day, almost 60, 70 miles and, uh, to training and back and uh, they invested their time. So um, at the end, you need like, uh, of course, quality, you need luck and um, you need hard training and I went with my brother like uh, every week on on our pitch in front of our house and we trained together with my brother and so uh, it was hard work uh, but also I said it before in the end you need luck you need good trainer you need good training and um, you have to be on the in the on the right position at the right time How old were you so were you driving to Stuttgart or where were you driving to for those those practices Yeah we we lived uh, uh, between uh, Stuttgart and Munich was a small village or it's a small village so we drive to to Ulm in that in that time and it was like yeah 30 35 miles from our uh, uh, from our hometown so 35 miles to Ulm and back like 70 every day almost every day when i was young and uh, invested a lot of time so so normally as a child you you play with other children and so at that time i, I didn't have this time but um, now i say I did everything wrong, or we did everything wrong. And uh, again, thank you to my uh, to my family. How old were you when you started making that trip every day? Uh, well, I started with six years old. Wow. Six years old. Yeah. Did you? Did it ever feel like an obligation, or did you always just love it so much that you were looking forward to it every day? I love it, uh, to be honest, because uh, it was my dream I, in my childhood. I, I just won a ball and uh, a goal and um, yeah I, I enjoyed it so something had to have inspired that dream and mm. that love of the game what's your earliest memory with the sport of soccer were you were you watching a game or a certain player was there a moment that you're like I want to do this I think when I started to watch games from my brother uh, he is like five, uh, four years older than me um, then you want to be like your brother, your older brother. You want to hang out with him. So I want to play football also with him. That's <laughs> that's quite normal. And then you started to watch uh, the Bundesliga on TV. And um, at that time, we, we had like uh, one one pub in our small village. Uh, and there was like uh, every time every Bayern, uh, Bayern Munich was uh, on the TV. And so you started to watch games, started to watch games of your brother. You play by yourself. And then it's, yeah. Then it's your turn. Yes. <laughs> Who was your hero as a kid? Who was your favorite player? When I was small, it was Sindin Zidane, for sure. Oh. Uh, so for me, still one of the best. And then, of course, uh, a few years later, uh, Ribery, Messi, Ronaldo, of course. So, okay, so I, um, the 1990 
98 World Cup was the first one that I watched closely as an American because the only time I had ever traveled mm -hmm. out of the country was two months before that I went to Paris. Mm -hmm. So I cheered for that France team when I came back home and watched the World Cup, and he was incredible in Definitely. that. He had the highest of highs, but he also had that moment with the headbutt. And I'm curious, how old, if, 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 do you remember that moment? And what's it like watching your hero have a moment of madness where, like, you know, it all goes wrong? Yeah, at the end, we are all still human, and we make mistakes uh, on the pitch and off the pitch. And um, yeah, at that moment, everyone says, "Oh no, what what is he doing?" But you you can see that everyone has pressure, mm -hmm. and and this moment maybe he didn't think twice, and um, something like this happened. So, um, but still, he he was my idol. He was still your favorite. You weren't of changing course. your mind just because no, of that, no, no right? Chance. I remember yeah. looking that up yeah. on YouTube because I mean, we're about like the same age. So I remember like when that happened, it was mm. like yeah. mind yeah. like that's when I was during that time of my life too, where I just watched soccer videos on YouTube like, all the time. <laughs> so that was that was a yeah. that was a frequently searched one. Yeah. So I mean, what an incredible player. Do you were there were there certain aspects of his game that you loved the most? Why did you love him so much as a player? Because of his technique, and of course. Um, he had uh, something special. He says spaces uh, on the ball. He's like, no one can catch the ball of him. So he's uh, he was at that time quite the best midfielder. It's like a, like a motor in the in the midfield. So when he was playing, um, we had that feeling we are one man more, and um, that's why he was not that that uh, goal scorer. But mm -hmm. every time he, when he has the ball, he did something. Um, he did crazy things. So and yet he has always that. Um, he was calm at the ball, so mm -hmm. and there are f there that were a few uh, uh, aspects uh, which were for me uh, unbelievable, uh, unbelievable to watch, and that's why he was uh, for me the my favorite player. Um, when it comes to to how you play and your style, Peter Vermees, your new coach, has recently been talking a lot about just the attacking tendencies that you bring to the game, and and something I've admired in watching you play is just the way that you're able to to create space for yourself and, mm. and escape pressure and, and things like that. But the other thing too, that's really stood out is like your leadership beyond just the, the skill on the field, the way that you lead. And I was exposed to it even more when you subbed out of the game over the weekend and you're on the bench, standing up, yelling mm. at guys to get back, um, still bringing that, that vocal leadership, even from off the field. How would you describe your leadership style and how you like to, to be that presence on the field mm. for your team? Where I think um, it doesn't matter if you don't speak the language as well as the other guys in the team, so um, they can explain more than me at the moment. So, uh, but um, when you're on the pitch, you have that uh, winning mentality, or you need that mentality. And for me, it's like no one, no one will lose. So, um, when I, when I'm on the pitch or off the pitch, I want to push my my guys. I want to help my guys. Um, Sometimes we have to speak only one, two words, but it helps your teammates a lot. And um, in that case, um, again, it was last uh, Saturday was an important match for us because we didn't uh, be successful the last few games. And um, yeah, every time when I'm on the pitch, I, I said it before, uh, when I come to Kansas, I want to help the team. I want to be 100% uh, there for the team. And um, I do what I can do, even if I'm on the bench and I keep pushing my guys uh, because at the end, uh, every one of us wants to win. That is one of the things that has so many things have been impressive about watching you play in this short period of time that you've been here. But those moments Ali talked about, I remember a moment 
um, during the shootout in Sacramento where you were talking to Pulse Camp and talking to some of the teammates and mm -hmm. saw that same thing. And what struck me about it is having – I've been – you're working with the club for eight years now. So every year you see one or two players come in in the summer transfer window. Mm. And almost every time there is a difficult transition period where they, they have to learn the culture of the city. They have to learn their teammates. They mm. have to learn the dynamics of the locker room mm. and the personality of the coach, let alone the system mm. that they're going to play. And so usually, almost every time, it seems to me like it's taken a little while for a player to get comfortable and then start to find their voice. But you seem like the first game you came in, you, you looked confident. You looked like you understood what responsibilities you had. You were talking with your teammates. How, how has that happened? Why have you been able to do that and just like right off the bat, you know, jump right in? I think it's still a process. And um, before I came, I, I watched, of course, some games. And when you watch some games, you can see the strengths of of the of our, our team, and you can see also the weaknesses. And um, in that case, you, you have to fit. And um, yeah, I, I saw something, and when I see something, I want to tell that to my teammates, or I want to do it better on um, for for my teammates when I'm on the pitch. And um, yeah. It's also because my teammates helped me, the, the coach helped me. Um, it's not just me, it's uh, because of all the guys around me. So at the end, um, I think we um, stick together as a team and uh, I'm a part of the team. And um, yeah, if it, it's great that, that something, or a lot of things uh, um, are already good on the pitch, but um, I said it before, it's still a process and we and I have to learn more and um, at the end, we will play better football than or soccer than we played until now. It says a lot about a person, too, to come in and really take on like mm -hmm. that responsibility. And something after the game that we talked about was that you and Willie got together and said, we're going to go out and bleeping mm -hmm. win this mm -hmm. game. So the two new guys really taking on that responsibility, you go in between the two of you are part of three of the four goals scored. Mm -hmm. um, what's it been like working with Willie and, and his I mean, you guys? both great skill but very different personalities <laughs> you're right you're right Willie is a great guy um you can see also that he's very important for us he's called two goals i'm i'm happy for him um it's also good for a striker to score because like it's uh, yeah, he's waiting for that moment and also for his first goal he waited like five minutes until everything was checked <laughs> and <laughs> um, and then almost knocked down peter Vermees yeah. after. <laughs> <laughs> yes yes um but you can see he's a good guy and um Hopefully he stay healthy and he will help us a lot in the next few games for sure. And um, in that case, we, we we are there to help Willie also to score the goals and um, to. But he's a guy who who trains hard, who who gives everything everything for teammates and who's uh, really kind. That's why um, I, I'm good with him. And uh, of course, I wish everybody of our club, of our team, the best. And um, same like Willie. How how similar is this system that you're? learning here in Kansas City to things you've played in the past. Does this feel pretty comfortable in that regard? You mean the... Uh, like the, 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 the formation, the 4-3-3 yeah. and all of... Just the way they want to play mm -hmm. here. Um, it's a little bit different, but um, I'm now 27 and um, I played a lot of systems. So if you play 
a lot of system you, you you know what to do so sometimes okay there are small things uh, um, to change uh, um, also our coach has uh, has his own uh, style of football uh, or of soccer and um, yeah you have he talked a lot to me he explained me in the first few trainings what what he want from me what's important for our game and um, yeah, and, and in that case, uh, I want to give him something ba something back, and uh, I want to perform. And um, yeah, I know you can play out on the wing as well. What do mm. you like about playing in a more central role? I think both positions are good for me. Um, I like it, and as I said before, I played in Stuttgart a lot of positions uh, on the eight, ten uh, as a winger. And uh, in that case, uh, um, I will play wherever the coach needs me. So, by the way. Yeah. We don't care if you call it football or soccer. Yeah, yeah. you can. I I know you're trying to. I'm sorry. No, no, we don't care. Okay, okay. <laughs> I mean, some people care about that stuff. Whatever. We all understand mm. what we're talking mm. about here. You know, it's the it's the same sport. So you're good. You're good there. We're visiting with Eric Tommy. Um, I, I do want to ask you about coming to America. Um, obviously, your English is fantastic. Mm. Um, I assume you studied it growing up. How did you get so good at English? Uh, it's far away from good. Um, like you have. In school, of course, like almost every day English, but it's like basic English you learn in school. Then when you play in different clubs, you have like also foreign player. You have to talk English and or other language languages like a little bit French. And but my French is, is quite bad. <laughs> um, so you get used to it. How do you like the United States so far? How do you like Kansas City? Is it what you thought it would be? Is it different? What, what do you think of it so far? To be honest, I like it. I like it really because uh, the the guys who are living here are really kind. Everyone of the club are kind. They help me a lot, and um, yeah, it's for me or for my my wife quite simple to live here. Um, it's also one thing I have to tell you: it's really hot. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <It's>, yes. Uh, <laughs> this summer especially it's is uh, yeah. the weather. Uh, yeah, everyone said is. you get used to it, but uh, I need my time uh, in that case. But um, yeah. Again, to the question, we like it here, we enjoyed it, and um, it's amazing to be here. I have good news for you. In about two to three weeks from now, it's going to cool off a lot. A lot. It'll yeah. be a lot nicer. Yeah, <laughs> you'll be able to actually go outside yeah, and not You melt. came here in, like, the worst time yeah. when it comes uh, to the heat. Uh, for, for me, it's better <laughs> if it's too hot than too cold. So okay. All right. Well, then good. good. So <laughs> when it comes to the culture, what is the main difference? But, and I know you haven't been in America all that long, mm. but the main differences you've seen between the culture in Germany and the culture mm -hmm. here? I said before, the... the the people who are living here are very kind, very open. Um, they Is that not the case in Germany? <laughs> Sometimes no. Sometimes no. It depends on what kind of region you live. Um, so from when you live in Bavaria, so sometimes the, the people are a little bit closed. But uh, mm -hmm. yeah, they are quite quite different. And uh, <sighs> there are a few small things uh, which are different compared to Germany. Is there anything that you miss the most about home? Yes, family. Yeah. That's the, the, the first thing which came in my mind or comes in my mind. Um, but um, all the other things are, are good here. So um, we have a great city. So we have everything what we need. Um, good teammates. Um, I have to explore the, the, the food. Uh, um, they told me like there are good barbecues here in town uh, but we didn't try it yet we have 
we need a f- more few weeks. There are uh, also a co- uh, couple good German spots in town. I heard so it before, yes. but I didn't see one. Okay, I'll give you a couple to check out. I w- went to, to one this weekend. It was delicious. Perfect, yeah. perfect. So. Like you, you eat schnitzel? Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah. Oh. I think I was like in my... A meal. I got like veal and schnitzel. Wiener really schnitzel. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, so like Austrian food, but okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it was maybe yeah, Austrian. See, yeah. I and that's where but I. Like, I was similar. gonna say similar. if you're gonna go to Grunauer, Grunauer is an Austrian place. Yeah, I went to. It's good. A it's fair. Good. Okay, haven't been there, that's so like I can't right speak by, to it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was um, good. But obviously, it's not gonna be as good as back home, just because it's not back home, you know. But the but the barbecue, you, the you barbecue know, is really good. Yeah. That's that's what they're. Yeah, that's what everyone, yeah. all the like, anytime we're ever like, hey fans, do you have any questions for this new player? It's like, what's their favorite barbecue? So that people really want to know what you think about the barbecue here. So, so they're gonna keep asking until you try it. I'm sorry, we had uh, <laughs> yeah. like five games in uh, three weeks. So. Yeah, it's not the healthiest in terms of if you're trying to stay fit to play a game. But it tastes good. You yeah. Know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you might yeah. need a nap though after. It's, it's something for the head. Yeah. yeah. Something else yeah. though that you know in Kansas City is a big part of the culture is I mean we're talking about football right the mm. other football American mm. football are you a fan of any other sports besides soccer slash football? I I love to watch some other sports but um, to be honest no no because in Germany pff, you have like first division second third division and then you watch football every day and yeah. football <laughs> is the best the best yeah. sport in 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 german so um, of course if it's the super bowl or so everyone we, we stick together we 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 watch them, we enjoy it we, we ate hot dogs we and and we celebrate or we uh, yeah we celebrate it uh, but um, i'm not a big fan of any kind of sports well, Eric, we're a big fan of you, and <laughs> you know we're we're very happy to have you here in Kansas City. We're glad that you're loving it so far, and that your wife's loving it so far. And just keep scoring goals like that every yeah. week, be Ooh. fine. You know, <laughs> That's, I'm just kidding. Obviously, uh, you bring so much to the table as a player. The team's really glad to have you here, and thanks for spending some time with us. Thank you. That is Eric Tommy. We're gonna take a break. When we come back, we'll find out what Connell McCourt thinks the best German spots are in Kansas City. <laughs> right after this, we're presented by Michelob Ultra. You're listening to the Sporting KC Show on Sports Radio 810 WHB. And we're back to wrap things up on this edition of the Sporting Kansas City Show on your home for SKC Soccer, Sports Radio 810 WHB, your podcasts, your video content, wherever you get all that stuff. Make sure you like, subscribe, and tell all your friends and drink a Michelob Ultra while you're at it. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Great conversation with Eric Tommy there. Guys, uh, I, we, you know, I'll give a little peek behind the curtain. After we recorded that interview, we sat around and we talked with him for another 15 or 20 minutes. And at least if he was bored by the conversation, he didn't act like it. (laughs) He was having a lot of fun talking soccer with us and talking about all the coaches in the German League and all of those things. But uh, what an impressive dude. He really is. He's also just like, I, I know we make this joke in football sometimes, like, oh, what a, like, what a football guy. He's just like a soccer guy. Just even hearing him talk about, like, growing up and how just at such a young age, like, I to think at age six, traveling that distance like here in America you hear a lot of times like players getting to a certain age and you start to ramp up the travel and hey you got to get in front of the best coaches and the best training so you got to make that sacrifice but like six years old that I don't know if I've heard of any player in America that I've ever talked to where that that commitment and, and that sacrifice making that drive at that young of an age was was a thing that's pretty remarkable 
He seemed like a great guy. I mean, and even when you asked him about what other sports he likes, he was like, yeah, he's like, ah, uh, well, just football, really. Yeah, he's like, in um, Germany, we just watch soccer. We have so many leagues. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when Super Bowl sense. comes on, we'll turn that they on. They eat hot That's, dogs yeah, and yeah. celebrate. <laughs> I thought that was interesting. They treat the Super Bowl like yeah. a national holiday. Yeah, so. <laughs> eat hot dogs and celebrate. That's uh, It was pretty great. But, well, we, we really appreciate having Eric Tommy on the show and obviously appreciate having him here in town. You could see the first game he played here. I thought you could see what a difference he's going to make. And then this last game, he gets the goal. He's making a difference for the team. And now they go down to Austin, Texas. And I do think this is a great opportunity to try to build off of what they did against the L.A. Galaxy because this is a step up. Mm-hmm. The Galaxy have been a, a struggling side. They're, they've got a lot of talent, but they're a struggling side. Austin have a lot of talent, and they've been winning games. And they're trying to keep pace. You know, they're, I think, four points behind uh, LAFC, LAFC uh, yeah. off the top of my head um, this week for the Supporter Shield race and all of that. Best goal-scoring record in the league so far, and we saw him here just a couple of weeks ago, guys. Um, and, and Allie, you've, you've spent a lot of time in Austin. When you started doing your sideline yeah. stuff, you were in Austin all the time, not for this team because they, they didn't exist yet, but you got a sense for what that soccer culture was in Austin, so I'm guessing you're not too surprised at what that stadium is like down there. No, it. I mean, just the passion, and, and you know, with it being the first professional like sport Major down and like people team, have yeah. really rallied around it and you've you can even tell just in all the details of how they um you know did the branding and the stadium and just all the experiential things that are tied to a sports team they really made it just weird austin like they really mm-hmm. dialed into all of the things that that make austin texas unique keep and austin what, weird keep austin weird um yeah. but you know it was interesting because when we were down there last year austin was already out of the playoffs we played them in the last week of the season it was the only rain game that they had that entire season mm. and not to say that that affected the the size of the crowd or anything but it, it was definitely i i think a scaled back version of what we're probably going to see this weekend with just where the team's at and you know what the weather is usually like around this time i'm not i don't think there's any rain in the forecast um so it's going to be a, a great atmosphere and this team is just absolutely firing right now this Austin team is Um, but for Sporting Kansas City I mean how many times do you get to to get another shot at a team that you played not that long ago and and feel like you you maybe kind of shot yourself in the foot a little bit which I think is how Sporting KC feels about their last go at, at Austin FC. I think they're a really good team. Austin, they know who they are. They know what way they're playing. They have some very good players. Driussi, I mean, I was just checking there to see how many they had in the All-Star game. It's just Driussi, honestly, which kind of shocked me. I think they have a couple of players that could go there. I think Fagundes we, leads the league in assists right Fagundes now. Fagundes is super. Yerudi up top is yeah. always a handful ring in the middle. Is just a solid they're player. They're just a, a solidly like deep team. Really good team. And it's going to be tough down there. But as you said, we're coming off a big win, possibly the biggest win of the season that we've had. So... Hopefully, the confidence kind of is sky high and will uh, keep us going. Well, we and the, the goal scoring is going to be key because when you look at that Austin game just the other week here in Kansas City, Sporting played played them up until those like final stoppage time mm-hmm. minutes when those mistakes, uh, you know, kind of really hurt them going into the half. And you know, I was just looking at Austin's recent games. They have 31 goals against total this season, and nearly a third of those have come in Austin's last five games. I think they've given up eight or nine goals in their last five mm. games alone. So if Sporting can can come out and get an early goal, because we saw how well that you know translated into uh, into three points for them against the LA Galaxy. I mean, that could really be the difference if Sporting can come out and kind of capitalize on outplaying teams early in games, which we've seen a number of times this season. Now maybe we're just starting to see the goal-scoring part come into play. Yeah, it's – um. It's interesting because they, they the big superstar they have is Drew Yusey, right? And then outside of that, you see a bunch of 
you know, I think that, that right now, because there are so many great big names coming into the league, there's there's a sexiness to a lot of those names. And Diego Faguna is a really good MLS player. He's been in the league for 12 years, and he's only like 27 years right. old. <laughs> right. So I think people are like, oh, he's a good, solid player. He's been around for a while. They don't think of him as an all-star, even though he's playing at an all-star level. You know, Ethan Finley and, and Alex Ring, these are really good MLS Nick players. Lima, yeah, players, yeah. Stevers, the, yeah. And they, when I say deep, like yeah. they're just like they're solid. Like yeah. they just they don't have many like holes. Well, and so the, my biggest my biggest perspective on them is when I got to call a game for Fox last year between FC Dallas and Austin FC, and Warren Barton and I were doing the game, and and oh, they it, yeah that big name <laughs> drop. Um, but in that game, Austin got burned like three times early in the game for trying to play out of the back, and Warren Barton kind of got on him a little bit. It's like hey. Stop doing that. Right. You're not good enough at it, and you're giving up goals. And they were just like, this is how we play. We're building this team with this system in mind, and we're going to play it until we get it right. And then they, you know, they added Driosi. They, 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 they developed, and now this year they're reaping the rewards of it. And you can only – and we see it here because sporting play out of the back. You know, when they have things going the way they want, they want to possess the ball, and they're okay under pressure. But in order to do that, you got to have a team full of players that can play. Because if you try to knock the ball around out of pressure, and there's two or three guys out there that are terrible under you know under pressure like mm-hmm. that, it's going to break down. You're going to yeah. lose the ball at some point, and you're going to get in trouble. And they've done a great job of surrounding Driussi with just good, solid players that can handle that. And they're not a complete team either, Austin. They're playing John Gallagher, who's a, a winger, playing him mm-hmm. left back. I mean, and I think Josh Wolf said he's been one of the more impressive players yeah. this year. But he's not a fullback. He's not by trade. He's not a fullback. So he, he might be now. Yeah, <laughs> he may be. I mean well, it. But, but Stuver's like, not having – I mean, he's having a, a good season, but he's not, you know, the the same that we've seen at, you know, maybe earlier in the season. Mm-hmm. But you see, like, like of course, Sporting, are gonna, they're going to do their homework. They're going to see who we can target here, who we can have Willie coming out in front of or going in behind of. Like Gasper uh, at the weekend there, he didn't didn't know if he was in Donegal or Senegal. <laughs> the people were – the amount of times we got him behind him and they just didn't really know what mm-hmm. to do and then you seen him lashing out and pushing Remy into the which he was lucky to escape a red car for by the way pushing him into the advertising hoardings and I think it was kind of at that point LA Galaxy knew we're up against this is going to be a tough 90 minutes yeah. here so hopefully they can just kind of come out and set the same stall out that they did against LA Galaxy and one of the things we saw in that Austin game too is Willie Agata's ability against those two really big you know, beefy Cascante center backs and, to yeah. hold the ball up, and, and hopefully that allows sporting guys like Tommy to get those layoffs and get forward. We'll find out coming up on Saturday night, 8 o'clock kickoff, 7.30, our pregame, pre-match coverage starting on uh, 38 The Spot and on the Sporting Kansas City app and on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Allie will be there on the sidelines so giving excited. us all the latest. Going to take in that uh, – maybe go I'm, – I'm telling you to go to Rainy Street – uh, for the fun instead oh, of going to in was 29, sixth, no, you know? in 2019, I went to Austin like eight times that year for work and oh, fun yeah. combined. So like, you know, you don't need my all pointers. the spots. Yeah. I'm like, there's some, I'm yep. so excited to go You've back to Austin mm-hmm. fans. If you're listening to this, cause I know a lot of fans from opposing teams like to, you know, catch up on the other teams, like podcasts and things. Give me some recommendations. I'd love to hear them. We're going to have a good crew of sporting people down there. Make Allie weird. You know, keep Austin weird, make Allie weird while she's down there. Weirder. She's not weird enough yet. Weirder. Yeah, weirder. Yeah, yeah no. Weird that's, enough. Thank you, you know. Connell. Yeah, weirder. That's Just what don't I go meant. see the bats. Yeah. yeah. 
No. <laughs> Give it a miss. No. I'm good on that. Thank you. <laughs> on that note, that's going to do it for us. And our thanks to Maddie for running the show today, doing a tremendous job. Uh, and our thanks to Eric Tommy for joining us. And thanks, you, uh, thanks to you for watching and listening to the Sporting Kansas City Show on Sports Radio 810 WHB, presented by Michelob Ultra.